coming up on Sandlot Sports, we discussed March Madness, March Sadness, the comments by Draymond Green, and what is going on with Deshaun Watson. He was talking about running plays for Thiago Splitter, which that, that was mind-boggling for me. But still, it was like great leaders, great basketball players, they know how to play a team game. And they know in order for us to win, we got to be on the same page. Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capperson. I'm here with Dorian Cody. What the hell happened to Illinois, man? <laughs> and BJ Thomas. The fan of the most dangerous double seed team in the history of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> dangerous. So, so speaking of that, so I checked my bracket this morning after all the games from last night, and I have yet to see as much red on something I turned in since I was in Miss Lockett's um, 11th grade English lit class. My, my bracket oh. is destroyed. Oh, oh. <laughs> Miss Lockett. Mm. Oh, uh, full Lockett. confession for everybody listening, think what you want about me. Make sure you say it to my face. I transferred out of that bitch's class. <laughs> She she used like uh, a whole stack of seventy five cent words the first time we met her in the first class we met her and I was like this is not going to be fun in any way shape or form so I transferred to Peggy Hand's class which was fun in every way shape and form it was the exact opposite <laughs> of Miss Loggins' class full confession uh, anybody who went to Leesburg High knows why I did it and understands so it's great yeah. yes. <laughs> Peggy so, Peggy. Yeah, so I don't know where, where you guys want to start. I, I know where BJ wants to start. Um, we'll, no, we'll get we, to... started, we started with the Cowboys like two episodes in the row. We have to go somewhere else. One of you guys have to do it. We'll come back to me. So I, I guess my first question is, what the hell happened to the Big Ten? I mean, when, when Michigan is the last <laughs> team standing, is your only hope for any kind of you know, semblance of normalcy? You've already lost. Man, you're right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's been fun to watch that all these teams fall. Yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely, absolutely fun to watch. Oh, Oral Roberts in Texas, I believe it was. Yep. Yeah. And and, and, Can- and Kansas got destroyed. Yeah, and Loyola Marymount beat uh, no, Laurier of Chicago. Laurier of Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and who they beat? They beat Illinois. Mm, mm. How's that gonna How's that gonna work on the recruiting in the state? Just mm. wondering. Just wondering. That's <laughs> not well. Not, that's not only a That's not only a great NCAA tournament win. That's kind of like a bitch slap in the recruiting. Also, hey, like I, hey, I'll tell you what. Exactly. Probably that, easier to get into. That's why Kansas does not want to play Wichita State. Wichita State has gone on record like this is why Kansas doesn't want to play us because they're afraid they're going to lose recruits to us. See, but this is the thing: if they somehow did something to force everybody to play everybody, then we're all as long as everybody's doing it, it would be great. But I can understand being the first big guy to go out on a limb. You know what I mean? I I get the. The theory behind that. Can't but, say I wouldn't think the same, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in Kansas' perspective, there's nothing to win, there's nothing to gain. Yeah, you beat Wichita State, a team you're supposed to win against. Or you lost Wichita State, a team you're supposed to win against. And now recruits are going to Wichita State instead of Kansas. I get it. I, I will say this, that when Kansas lost, when Purdue lost, when Texas lost, they didn't get death threats against their players. You know, stay classy there, Columbus. You know, wishing death upon your, your point guard because he missed a shot. I mean, that's... Ohio. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> It's Ohio. What do you want? <laughs> they pulled all the factories out and it melted into the ground. The whole state. I have family there. Oh, so do they I, moved, I. Well, they moved from New York, which happened the same fucking way. They pulled the yeah. factories out and the whole place turned into like a heroin test site. <laughs> How far can it go? Let's see. <laughs> but yeah, when, when when the tournament kicked off, when Ohio State lost to Oral Roberts, I'm like, oh, oh, we've got something here. Oh, what is this? But I mean, it, this is amazing. Yeah, this is a it, great tournament. And I will say that this is why we don't have a playoff in, in football. Like this past weekend is exactly why we don't have a playoff in football. And this is exactly why there's less emotional attachment to the college football playoffs than there are the tournament. 
Yep. People watch the tournament for the feeling. Like we watch college football for the result. That if Syracuse doesn't go, I'm gonna watch some of that tournament. Yeah. I will. It, I, I just will. And I'm sure you're the same with Michigan and Doring. You're a Miami fan. You're irrelevant in basketball. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim Laranega went down there and they couldn't make it happen. Hey, he said he was a Gator basketball fan. Oh wait, oops. No, we My don't bad. need to do that. No. We don't need to do that. We don't do sellouts here. Like if yeah. you were into tattoos, how would that shit work? <laughs> Good thing I'm not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I picked Gonzaga my whole thing, so I don't care as long as Gonzaga is Gonzaga is holding up a trophy. That's all I care about. But I'm a little afraid because Craig. They're looking kind of good. So, um, well, Creighton, Creighton woke up when they lost to, to Syracuse. BJ knows. BJ knows yeah. what happened over, over in the Big East. Now, <laughs> Georgetown just beat the crap out of him in the, in the Big East final, and it woke him up. Yeah. I'm so um, glad the audience can't see me today because I would just ruin the show with my dream. <laughs> <laughs> If, for those of you who are listening on the radio, which is like all of our listening base, um, five years. B, B, BJ is rocking a 20-year-old Carmelo 20, Anthony. 20, 2004, <laughs> 16, 17 years old. You're just jealous we have like a, a recent national championship to celebrate also. That's what you're yeah. mad about. You can't stun on me about it. I'm just jealous that you guys can actually claim your national championship. Mm. Now, I, I will say, in, in fairness, yes, we, we can't claim the, the championship in 89. Not so much most of the Final Fours after that, except for the last two. Do you think that way would change, though? Do you think eventually? Well, no, no, no. So the NCAA themselves said that those years don't happen. Michigan has started to welcome back the, the Fab Five obviously because one of the one of the fat five is their coach right now so they've been welcoming back weber and, and rose and howard but it's the ncaa will act like those years never existed wow oh and they existed they existed uh, they they had a scrawny white kid wearing black sock yep <laughs> but it it's the dumbest thing ever okay so the ncaa will say that the final fours of the fab five were there never happened okay we all know they happened we all know chris weber and and jenna rose and what they did they will also say the championship that reggie bush won in, in college didn't happen. I'm sorry. I saw it. It yeah. happened. You know, well, I, I believe my lion eyes. We have to use our heads a little more here. Like if one what, player does something, we can't punish the whole, pro- we are going to take a championship from the program. It's tough because are you, can you say definitively if Reggie Bush hadn't been on that team that Lendale White and them couldn't have found a way to get to the title? You know Dude, what I'm you're, saying? So you're, you're, you're asking, you're asking an entity like the NCAA that will give the men a weight room that looks like Planet Fitness and the women a weight room that looks like what I have in my garage yeah, the, for them to have the, common sense. The accommodations have to be equal. Right. When you go to a tournament sponsored by the NCAA, the accommodations have to be equal. Yeah. They have to be provided. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just have one weight room and schedule them so the guys and girls don't run into each other? Like, you don't have to throw a bunch of money into two of them. Like Now, I mean, they, they are <laughs> in two different venues. One's in San Antonio, one's in Indianapolis. So you're, not, you're not even going to have a scheduling conflict. But the fact but they that... They missed the perfect opportunity to yeah, save exactly. a lot of money this year. To yeah. bubble both tournaments in the same area, and they could have they just really missed an opportunity to save a bunch of money this year with the excuse of saving a bunch of money. But or the I COVID mean, thing, but it's just yeah. When, when when I saw what what they were posting about the women's tournament, I like I my jaw hit the floor. I mean, the, the weight room was pathetic. I mean, it looks like my weight room out in my garage. If I could get I was about to it, say that looks like that looks like somebody like random bedroom. Yeah, room, like with weights in it. Like this is crazy. And and the, did you hear about the COVID testing? No. I didn't hear about so it. So they, they gave the men the rapid response, like gold standard, perfect COVID testing. The women, they get COVID tested like every other day with the not so accurate responses. Is this China? It's like, <laughs> like no, but I'm serious. Like, are we going to start throwing the girls away like soon? Are we just like, because like, like, I mean, it yeah, seems like we're progressing backwards to like just throwing them in the trash. Yeah, or pretty much. Them in- 
or selling like baby farms. Yeah. All they do is like I mean, breed. It, it's, it's disgusting because I mean, you like, you got a school like Connecticut whose women's team could probably take on their men's team, you know, and they make a crap ton of money and BJ, you're shaking your head. So yes, I, I know the men are, would be stronger, but I think don't the go, women would play, no, baby, no, play a no, better team go, game. But anyway, let's go back to equality. That's what <laughs> right. we, need to, we need to focus on equality. That's I do have a side conversation though. This Only thing, one just, just well for right now. Yes. But <laughs> let me ask you this. We we've all stated unequivocally. I'm sure Dorian agrees. If you want to speak on it, don't let me stop you now, but I'm just saying the accommodation should have been equal. Yes. No doubts. Rooms, testing, weight room, any facility or food, food, anything, everything, everything. But when we go to the WNBA, I hear, keep hearing saying they should be paid the same as the men where's the money going to come from not okay. your ticket revenues so i can't speak to the WNBA, but i can i can speak to soccer okay because I, okay. I, was, I was watching when the, the soccer thing was coming out the women on the soccer team um alex morgan um rapino rapino megan rapino thank you they and said Car- they didn't want carly uh, floyd no, Car- no. carly lloyd they said carly they didn't lloyd. want to be paid the same amount as the men, because they understood that the amount that women's soccer brings in is not equivalent to men. They wanted to be paid the same percentage. No problem. So if the men are getting no 20% of the gate, the women should get 20% of the gate. That's no all they were asking. And, no and of course, certain people in the media, certain people on social media took it as, well, the women want to be paid more, paid the same. No, they want to be paid the same percentage. That's the whole that's the whole media and like everybody nowadays. Just leave out one word of what was actually said to make us click on it. Yep. And then it yep. starts a fight. It's in the media for three days. Your story sells. It's so stupid. It, but it does the, lead to interesting comments on ESPN. You mean horrible? <laughs> yes. Mostly horrible. Yeah, mostly horrible. Yeah, mostly horrible. Well, Could and, you imagine being one of the people that has to scan ESPN for comments for ESPN? Like your job would just be shit. Your eyes would hurt. You have carpal tunnel from flipping your mouse all day. I, I feel yeah. like that South Park episode where Cartman was paying people to, to delete negative comments on his uh, Twitter account. <laughs> I gotta check that episode out. Wind up with a stadium full of people deleting comments. Can't just can't keep up. But speaking of ESPN, I, th- I thought it was interesting. So before the tournament started, everyone, everyone who picked LSU to advance over St. Bonaventures picked them over Michigan. Every single analysis uh, analyst out there picked LSU over Michigan in the second round. Do you know who didn't? The people out in Vegas. <laughs> the spread of that game the other day was four and a half points for, uh, as Michigan as a favorite. And look who won. The people that actually have accountability if they're picks are wrong yeah so let this be a lesson it, if you want to listen to the talking heads that's fine they don't have accountability for their picks if they're wrong who cares and people make fun of them online they move on if people in vegas are wrong they lose their jobs and their livelihoods so if you want to know who's going to win a game go to vegas don't go to espn no espn just drives sales they're just selling yeah. the game they're just yeah. it's so sad like i wonder if they're in the back and they just like have like a, a, a hat full of letters or something. You pick it out and, oh, well, that's your opinion today. And I guess I got the opposite. It's just <laughs> like, why can't you agree on something and move on? Be like, all right, we're cutting this part of the show short. There's not much else to say. And we'll just move on to another subject. Well, see, and, and I think that's kind of the point. It's like this this show here that with the three of us, we will agree on certain points. The conversation still moves and we still have the conversation. We still bring up our points. But just because we agree doesn't mean the conversation is not meant to be had. Yeah. And just because you disagree right. doesn't mean you have to yell and scream at someone. It's all cussing. Opposite. Cussing's okay. Just don't yell it. Yeah, cussing's fine. <laughs> being passionate's fine. Being yeah, loud is fine. But just screaming to scream is not okay. Just yeah. not okay. But then you won't have the Stephen A. Smith, and he won't be able to make his money to be. And that would be perfect. And, and, and maybe I'll <laughs> and maybe I'll start watching shows on ESPN after lunch. <laughs> maybe I might be interested again because when it first came out, it was kind of interesting. I like PTI with Kornheiser and Wilbon when it first came out. And um, what's the one with reality? The uh, part around of the, the horn. Around yeah. the horn. I like. Around the horn too. Um, I just I fell off 
when Skip started inserting himself in that whole train wreck. Well, when when they started becoming characters and not mm-hmm. writers and not analysts, I think that's and and that started back in the Dan Patrick days when they became characters and having their own catchphrases and doing doing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, I loved me some Stuart Scotts. You know, Stuart Scott was great, but occasionally it got old. And you always hear, hey, you know, hey, that that catchphrase, I got us some, some ratings, keep doing it. And I I gotta imagine some of these guys are like, no, I just want to talk about sports i just want to break down the game break break down the play and move on i don't want to play a character on tv because well, dick vitale i guarantee you he's not like that at home yeah i i, I don't know <laughs> i bet you it doesn't take i bet you it doesn't take much to bring that out of him i bet he doesn't take much <laughs> let him see the cat jump from the ground to the top of the dresser <laughs> Okay, I don't. I I think Dick Vitale is fairly genuine. He just might not yell as much. He might be. He might be a genuinely exciting guy. Tell you what, thing never got old for me, and it was a gimmick. Still not old. Uh, Berman and Jackson. Well, okay, Ber- Berman's nicknames got old, and Ber- Ber- the Bermanisms got old. But I will tell you what, no one broke down the game as well as Tom Jackson did. I always like listen to those guys. That's like my. Uh, that was my warm up for the games. I go out get breakfast or early lunch or something and sit down and listen to those guys get going. Yeah, well, and that's thing that they actually knew the game now tom jackson he you know he played the game he was a decent linebacker at denver wasn't great but he understood the game mm-hmm. and he, he brought that to you know to homes and it was great booger mcfarland can't do that and i don't know if he just can't like speak english properly or if he just doesn't understand the game because be a cte or whatever i don't know what his he's problem probably is. a really nice guy he's got to probably should go the jason witten path and see if the bucks need a backup defensive tackle yeah. And look, I mean, I can attest, not everyone is cut out to talk for a living. No. It, it, it's, it's, mm. And it's okay. And it's tough because, you know, some of these guys might have overcome speech impediments or yeah, you know, the feeling of the being intimidated while speaking. And But dang, man, just appreciate you giving it a shot. Yeah. And like, <laughs> but, but there's the opposite. Oh, sorry. One, real quick, Dorian. This is the opposite in the middle of like Dennis Miller, who wouldn't shut the fuck up and like would talk about 30% football when you're sitting here watching the Monday night game. It's like, you can just move on down the road sir thank you yeah but i think i think dennis miller was there for the casual fan you know females and i mean females who, who just watch the game because their boyfriends are watching it that's what i've never heard i've game. never heard one female bring up dennis miller ever. i've never i've never heard one person male female transgender whatever say i'm gonna watch the game because that person's calling the game i watch romo games and that has yeah, nothing I, to do with him being a cowboy i like the fact no. that he will tell you what's about to happen that shit happens but see here's the thing i appreciate romo being an analyst Okay, I'm not going to watch the game specifically for Romo. I will watch the game that Romo is doing because more than likely it's the t- game of the week. That's probably fair. I can see how it winds up being like that. But I used to watch him for Madden. I'd watch the Fox game even if I didn't like it. Yeah. Fair enough. He, he broke it down like a second grader. There's a seal here. There's a seal here. He ran through the middle. Thank you, John. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Moving That's on. Says something positive about the player, move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, example, basketball. I remember watching Craig Sager, Bob Costas do NBA games, and I was intrigued. with Even, like, like for instance, I'll do Bob Costas, for example. He may not know the game of basketball to a T, but it was like he – I don't know. It's just like his his persona of calling games. It was just smooth, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, co- and, you know, compared to some others. So, and Costas is very smooth, just in general. Whether it's the Olympics with the basketball, baseball, and he he understands everything <laughs> from the Syracuse School of Broadcasting. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, but. You know, and, and Gus Johnson has has the the voice inflections. Well, he can bring you into the game, but mm-hmm. he doesn't take over the game. 
I'll tell you what, all three of us sitting here are going to agree with the statement right now. There is nothing like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon game, Marv Albert, Patrick Ewing in the Knicks, Michael Jordan in the Bulls. Absolutely. There's just something about that whole Madison Square Garden, the, him calling the game is just like, oh, man. Absolutely. Oh, man. The only thing that I would counter with that that would take me back to nostalgia, childhood, whatever, is giving me a Big Ten football game called by Keith Jackson. Yeah, yeah that's good Keith too. Jackson was uh, good too. Yeah, I, I didn't have any skin in the Big Ten game though, so like I didn't really hear. A well, because he, he normally called the Big Ten games. That was that yeah. was his thing. But later in his life, did wasn't he doing the games of the week and stuff? Wasn't he doing the more the bigger games? Yeah, when when the contracts changed and and ABC started doing a lot more games, they'd put him on the game of the week. Yeah, okay. Normally that's it was a Big Ten game or a Pac Ten a Pac Ten game, and so that's kind of how he was. But his the last game he ever called USC Texas. I always like those. That's awesome. That's a hell of a game to go out on, isn't it? Holy yeah, shit. Right. Man. <laughs> oh, and that was the last game of football Vince Young ever played. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's not um, factual, by the way. It just seems like it. No, 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 no. See, again, one word can change everything. That was not the last game he played. That was the last good game he ever played. Ah, yes. <laughs> Yes, there it is. Sorry, Vince. It was great to watch, but the rest of it was not so much. Uh, isn't that game weren't Texas uh, like a seven-point underdog? Something like that. Ten. Yeah, because you, you figure USC hadn't lost like two years. Yeah. No, and what did they come back from? Was it 17? No, it, it wasn't that much. I think it was 11. Okay. 11? It, was, it was 11 or 12. But it all happened in like four minutes or something. It was like yeah. a lightning bolt. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always fun to watch. Yeah, because if I, if I remember right, they were they were down by two scores. They scored a touchdown, um, and then Lindell White got stopped on that fourth and one, and they went down and scored the final touchdown and took the took the four point lead. So yeah, they were down by eleven because they, they took the, the the four point lead. One of the greatest, arguably one of the greatest college football games ever, and it was full of shitty football NFL football players. Reggie Bush, mm-hmm. Lindell White, Vince no. Young. Hey, Reggie Bush was good his rookie year until Sheldon Brown knocked the talent out of him. Talent, talent. <laughs> I'll never forget that hit. Oh man, if they were if memes were some, a thing back then, holy shit, that would have been live for like three weeks. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. and kids, look it up. It's on YouTube. It's there aren't YouTube. hits like that anymore because I'm sure it's a penalty. But my God, he hit him in the guts though. He hit him yeah. right in the guts. He didn't. I don't think that. I don't know where his helmet was. I can't. Remember yeah, I, I, I don't know if he hit him with the shoulder or the corner of his helmet. But boy, man, Reggie caught that ball, and as soon as he looked upfield. Reggie was never the same. Was never the same after that hit. Would you be? No. Two hundred ten pound man to the gut, full speed, not even looking. He probably felt pretty free out there where the ball was thrown to him too. Like I just like I got this. Yeah, he's probably feeling. Oh, the ball's coming slow. I must be good. Pop, boom. Whole soul. I'll tell you, another guy I remember getting the soul knocked out of him was Todd Pinkston. Thank you, Roy Williams. (laughs) Roy Williams gave that man alligator arms. Yeah. And I actually watched a highlight of Todd Pinkston. You can look up. I don't remember who he's playing against, but McNabb threw him a ball over the middle and he saw the safety coming and he get um, the announcer said he had an alligator body. Like he just tiptoed up to it and pulled away. I've never seen anything like that on a football field. Oh, I think I, yeah. I, I think we're oh, wait, I, I have seen something like that. It was Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Uh, that's been <laughs> popping up a lot lately too on some of the videos I've been watching. That's I don't remember it being that bad until I saw the highlight and I felt kind of embarrassed for him. You are, you're as big as some of these offensive linemen. You're like yeah. 50 pounds lighter than them. I don't understand it. Like it was going to hurt, bro. It was going to hurt, but you can you'll be resting for the next four months you know and and here's the thing okay he may not have thought he had a chance for the ball that's fair that's legit it does not matter 
the optics. You, you are down. You need to fight, scratch, and claw. I know it's cliche to do whatever you can to get your team back in it. And again, he was never the same after that. Could you imagine being in an army and two generals are talking to each other and one flinches and the other guy flinches? Like one guy raises his hand and your general flinches. How are you going to feel about your general? Yeah. Uh, whoop his ass. Uh, whoop his ass. <laughs> there's probably there's probably people walk around that locker room and be like, look at that bitch. Can't say it because he's the quarterback, but I can tell you just from being around some of my friends. Yeah. I think I think even after that Super Bowl, I think even uh right, I, I even think Ron Rivera lost respect for Cam after that game. Because think about it, he had a chance to get Cam again. He's like, eh, I'll take my chances with Kyle Allen and not Kyle Allen, but um, what what's the other um uh for the oh the back then was oh um a Teddy yeah, Bridgewater. Smith. You know when, when he was with Carolina, he took a he took a chance on Teddy on Teddy, on Teddy Bridgewater when he went right. to to Washington and Cam became available, he went, no, nah, we're going to get Alex Smith instead. We're right. going to get RoboCop. And right. Taylor Hanky or whatever his name is. Heineke. Heineke. Heineken. I want a Heineken. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you saw this. Um, there is conversation about what Washington's going to name their the football team going forward. Oh, there, there is strong the conversation. Nope, nope. There was strong conversation oh. to keep it as the Washington football team, to not even have a nickname, to not have anything, just call the Washington football team. That's terrible marketing. <laughs> is it though? I'm not a marketer. Is it terrible marketing? It stand you stand out from the rest of the league for sure. Right. You do. Um, Why can't they be the Washington Generals, like or something like? It, well, I, I'll tell you why they can't be the Washington Generals because of what that applies, <laughs> and it's not racist. It's not anything like that because if anyone who knows sports knows what the who the Washington Generals are, and yes, it kind of does make sense with with what the Washington football team has been for the past twenty years. But yeah, you you just can't. But yeah, <laughs> like the the Washington Generals. I mean, they're known for losing. Which again, I think it goes back to the Washington football team. It kind of would make sense that you, you just can't. Have you seen their record against the Cowboys the last fifteen years? So are they? Fuck them. Yeah, that's it's kind of mean. It kind of makes sense. <laughs> I hate the Redskins. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what they call themselves as long as they walk out of t- uh, Arlington Stadium angry every time, upset, heartbroken. Well, they're, they're definitely going to do this year because I don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Rivera scares me though. He's a damn good coach, and he can put a product out there with less than most coaches. So. Well, see, and right. that's Rivera can coach him up. Rivera is yeah. one of those guys that can take, you know, seventy talent on Madden and coach it up to an eighty or an eighty-five. And they're not going to beat everyone because I like, I like Snyder is not coach. not that great. But he can, you know, Rivera can coach him up. And there are only a few coaches that can do that. Now, I will say this: that Jason Garrett's not one of those. Speaking of idiot stuff that that's on TV, I saw who was it today? It wasn't Stephen A. Smith. It was Cowherd said that Daniel Jones is oh. on the clock because he's got Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator and you know Galladay as a, as a wide receiver. So they've got to make the playoffs this year. I'm like, shut up. Does <laughs> anybody go back? No, but did, you know, I wish I had a lot more time and access to his shows, but I'd never pay for him. But does anybody go back and like listen to Colin Coward's bullshit and then like say, you're like 0 for 78 this year. You just, you're garbage. Couldn't make a prediction. Like, <laughs> no, they like, need to. No, I mean, we, need, we should, that, maybe that's our calling is we start fact checking these guys and be like, man, he's had a really rough year. He's sub 20%. Well, and, and, and I go back to what I said about Vegas is there's no accountability for these guys. They can throw this random shit out there and people either A, forget it or B, oh, you're wrong. Okay, you're some blowhard on TV. TV, who cares? And it's like, what, what, what are you doing? You obviously don't watch the game. You don't understand what's going on. So what are you, you're just a character. You're just hot air on TV to fill up airspace. Mm, hot screaming air. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, half the time they sound like when you're holding the, letting the balloon, the air out of the balloon and squeaking. That's what it <laughs> sounds like in my head. Just ee- 
terrible. It's just, I used to think in the, what was it? Early 2000s and before, I really felt like I was getting information from the analysts. I felt like I was getting smarter about football, learning things I didn't know about. Now it's all like predictions and stuff like this. They'll do a little analysis of the actual game or, or strategy. And it's just, I don't know. It's not entertaining to me. Why do you think it is? Do you think that we the three of us have gotten smarter about the game no you- there's been an there's been an all-out war on the education budget budget for like 40 or 50 years so we're all fucking stupid and so i have to keep dumbing down shows so people will watch them otherwise they look at him like an uh, analog clock or something <laughs> fucking idiots rotary phone <laughs> no, it gets ridiculous, man. Like we're getting stupid as a country. Yeah. We're getting dumb. But you, you mentioned, okay, so back back in the '90s, Madden would would do the breakdown of the game. Now, granted, he he was a caricature of himself, but you know, I think he was like that when he was coaching. You know, the the hoorah stuff. But he was really the only one that broke down the game. Other yes. than maybe Tom Jackson. Yeah, he maybe. used to, I, Madden used to really help me understand defensive and offensive line play because that's one of my things I don't really understand as much is how that all gets sorted out. So he would answer questions that I would have asked him had I, yeah. had I had the opportunity to. So, I mean, do you think it's there's just more people on TV now than there were back in the 90s and they have to be these characters? Do you think that they're trying to appeal to a, a base that really doesn't, doesn't exist? That whole, I believe it's the whole, you're not right, you're first i think that leads to everything else being sloppy first and wrong is still wrong yeah not anymore because you the object like you've told me many times before when you talk about jerry jones and other owners it's to make money same thing in the media so if they can get the click they're winning it's right to them it nope they don't give a a damn what it does to the general public or how it affects them it's right to them so they they're going to continue to do it and i don't know how it's going to how do you go back how do you go back i i don't think you can put the the toothpaste back in the tube i really don't so now we're headed to we're basically idiocracy was a a fucking uh, biography it was a biography it was just yeah it, uh, it, it was a prophecy, prophecy. Of, of, of what of what was to come i, I mean but you've got the guys like tony <laughs> romo and you've got you know i'm, I'm sure when um philip rivers does his thing i'm sure he'll be great at breaking down things now, i don't know speech patterns how well he'll be but i'm sure he'll be able to break things down but then you've also got people like Deion sanders you've got steve mariucci you've got michael irvin who they played the game they coached the game they cannot explain the game at all i'll tell you shannon sharp's one of the more thoughtful guys on tv like the most well one of the more well thought people on tv he's a little crazy with it and he's a little outrageous but when you listen to him actually talking and not just taking skips opposing points yeah he's one of the more intelligent guys and i wish he'd get out of that environment and back into uh analyzing games or calling games and and, and that might be another cause is instead of having breakdown shows like they, they used to have i remember um it, i think it was nfl matchup that was on like four o'clock in the morning on espn with john with the Tchaikovsky that was actually yeah. breaking down the game. I yeah. mean, it was great to watch. But now you've got argument shows. You've got PTI. You've got Around the yeah. Horn. You've got Undisputed. Yeah. And that's what's bringing people in. And like, that's not what I want. Me as a consumer, myself, that's not what I want to watch. I don't watch ESPN anymore. I, I, I watch don't. the games. I, I watch it for that's the game. I don't watch any of their shows. Stop like years ago. I watch SportsCenter because I can't watch a full game some, most of the time because of the kids. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I can't watch their breakdown shows. I just can't because it's just not appealing to me. 
I'm going to show you a shocker. Google and Yahoo have some highlights without any commentary. It's just breakdowns of the game without any asshole screaming over it. It's pretty nice. Yeah. But then again, you, you know, when, when you get these analysts a voice, you get players a voice like Draymond saying he's the best defensive player of all time. Oh, no, and you no, 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 him. no, no. You cannot just slide that in there. That is the point of discussion tonight. That, that was going to happen. And fuck the rest of this conversation. We were talking about it for 20 minutes. Um, if you're listening, fuck the rest of that conversation. He is who does he guard? He doesn't guard LeBron. He doesn't guard KD. Who does he guard? Two of the weakest positions in the game right now, power forwards and, and centers. That's what you do. Shut up, man. Oh man, it gives me a headache. And I know I mean, he I like beat my ass. So if he ever hears this, whatever. But like, man, yeah. shut up, dude. Just shut up. He's not even the best defensive player in the NBA right now. Clay Thompson's a better time. defensive player than him on his team. On his team. Clay well, he was yeah. pre-injury. I hope he still is. Yeah. I mean, when 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 I saw the comment, I'm like, Draymond. Shut up. He must be counting <laughs> boxing out. <laughs> I think uh, what it is, is just that, you know, when, when it comes to Draymond, Draymond has always been the, been the third wheel when it comes to the Golden State Warriors. And I think that those comments that Charles Barkley put out in the atmosphere, I think that even though Draymond says it doesn't bother him, it bothers him. Because especially when uh, Charles told him that, hey, uh, it's like the, he said something like the Warriors, it's like this popular boy band. He's like the odd member out, you know? And so in Draymond's mind, he's like, you know what? I'm going to step out on a limb and I'm going to say what I feel. No, 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 no. Draymond is not the Joey Fratone of the the Golden State Warriors. Stepping out on a limb is different (laughs) than being... See, see this, the dumbing down of America is getting to you too. You've confused stepping out on a limb with being a fucking moron. There's a, there's a difference in like gambling on yourself and saying, I'm one of the best defensive players in the league or saying I'm the best defensive player. Shut up. I bet you Bill Russell would eat your ass up. If I could take Bill Russell out of the sixties and put him next to you, he would eat your ass up. Out of the sixties, oh, yeah. you could take Bill Russell now and probably, he would probably eat him up. I mean, think of all the, I mean, Dennis Rodman, Bill Russell. I mean, hell, you can Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman held Shaq to like what zero points in the second half of a game or something, or like four points. It was something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, something ridiculous like that. Because yeah. he was killing Bill Winnington and Purdue. He like he was killing the uh, the Bulls centers, and Rodman walked up to Phil Jackson and said, "Let me guard Shaq," and shut his ass down. Yeah, that's Shaq. Yeah, there's yeah. no Shaq you have to deal with now. Right, and Rodman was what six seven, six eight, two ten. No, he was he was six ten. He he was lanky. I, he was, I've seen he him was listed tall. everywhere as six nine, and I'll tell you one thing right now: I don't believe anything the NBA, NBA puts out as far as stats. Nothing anymore. Not after that, uh, they came out and said that Durant lies about his height both ways. He says he's yeah. seven foot tall with the women and six nine in basketball circles. <laughs> no, he said because if you start talking about being six ten, six eleven, they try to put you at power forward or center, and he doesn't want to play that. I could see that. I mean, uh, but why? I mean, and and uh, and all Singer says in today's league, the positions really don't mean anything well to be honest he doesn't have a power forward game no. so as far as as far as being put in with the greatest power forwards of all time is he going to stand up to malone is he going to stand up to barkley or can he compete with scotty pippen uh uh great small forwards here help me well okay you got great small forward. you got lebron you got pippen you got you got bird i, think, I don't know where they put bird do they do they have a power forward bird they bird was small forward because mikhail was a power forward. small forward right. okay yeah so I mean, he could probably – he has a similar skill set to those guys. You know, but, it's small but again, forward. You can average ahead. six rebounds a game and get to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. With your yeah. other stats being awesome. Yeah. Power forward, you're going to have to get 12, 13 rebounds a game to be up there. Exactly. But, no, I, I wouldn't put him in the same league as a Duncan. Duncan was – or Malone. Duncan was the best power forward I've ever seen. Carl Me personally, get, I, to, Carl, in my opinion, I think that I think that Tim Duncan should have been a center. But Carl Malone said, get these pedo buckets. <laughs> 
but uh, so so you would say that off of pure skill, you would pick uh, Tim Duncan over Carmelo. Yes, I, I think Duncan had a better shot. I think Malone was stronger, but I think Duncan had a better shot and a better old, uh, basketball. Like old Malone was like lights out from fifteen to eighteen, though. Like lights yeah. out on the baseline, fading but, away, standing up, but however you want it. Young Duncan and old Duncan was lights out from pretty much anywhere free throw line they're in. You know what's really amazing when you look at Carl Malone is how he ran the floor at his size. Yeah, yeah. How do you keep up with John Stockton at six nine and two seventy? Was he was he more than that? No, no, you're right. He was. I think later on he was two eighty, but yeah, yeah prime. He seems like. Yeah. The late Carmelo seemed like he's bigger than LeBron. Yeah. Well, late Carmelo, I think, was, was 280, 285. And it, I want to say when he was on the Lakers, he was pushing 290. That is a huge human being. Yeah. yeah. LeBron is just more slender. Like, it, I think, I think yeah. body wise, slender. Six yeah. nine cylinder. You know? Well, and Le- LeBron is just all muscle. Yeah. You know, so is Carl Malone. Carl yeah, Malone looks like a bunch of basketballs glued together. Yeah. Well, l- later Carl Malone. That's what I'm talking about. So again, young Carl Malone, 80s, early 90s Malone was ripped. But Malone on the Lakers. Yeah, all that's still there, just under some cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Carl Malone was always Carl Malone. Yeah. I bet you don't want to see him at the weight room at 40 or 30 no. or 20. No. I don't think there's any way you want to see Carmel in the weight room. I mean, this man tried to steal Vanessa Bryant from Kobe in front of him. How stupid do you have to be? Or cockstrong. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> Considering Kobe gave gave Vanessa the, the full million dollar, oops, I screwed up ring. I mean, we'll just leave that right there. Wrong year to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vanessa Bryant, I, we love you. Sorry, don't don't imagine. come at me. Yeah, no, no, we're not trying to get on your radar. Yeah, so, but Dorian, I mean, you were questioning me. So, you don't think Duncan was the best power forward of all time? You think it's Malone? You think it's someone else? You no, know, honestly, I just see I see Tim Duncan as like a center. You know, that's again, he played power forward, but to me, he seemed. I think that I I think that just my opinion. He's been regarded as a power forward because he played alongside David Robinson, and then it's like with David. Robinson retired. I think uh who was the center after David Robinson? I think it was was it Rosho Nesterovic? I think he came in and he was a starting center next to um to Tim Duncan. But in my eyes, Tim Duncan has always been a center who happened to play power forward because I look at so I look at as far as the agility, um, as far as the 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 whole skill of the game, he just come across as like a finesse, very skilled center. Because again, when he played center, um, I think it was that year when they were against um it was it was that year where they had him playing center in the NBA finals and they had Malik Rose as their starting power forward. I, th- I think that was a series against either LeBron or either the piston and and he was like it was no drop off and it was it, and it came it came natural it's just when i saw him playing center he was dominating center i'm like to me he, he just he just come across as a center fair enough now i i it kind of goes back to the 2007 argument with Dwight Howard. You know, Dwight Howard going into that season was supposed to play power forward, if you, if you all remember right. And Tony Petit got hurt. Start of the season, Petit got hurt. Van Gundy moved um, Howard to center, and that was his best year. But And ever since then, he was trying to – Howard wanted to go back to power forward, and they're like, no – you're better as a center. But his game, but even Dwight Howard's game is a center game because as you, like, you start to see, like, what what Tim Duncan did was when they had him at power forward, like, that's when you start to see, okay, that tall power forward that can hit the consistent 17 to 18 foot jumper. And that's where, you know, at that time, you had, like, the kid, the, the KGs, the uh, Dirk Davinsky's, and you had... Man, you're, out, you're talking about Horace. You're talking about Carl. There's guys that have been doing this. Chuck, like... Right, but Horace... 
horse is six, but but horse is six ten. Six ten. He can consistently hit that eighteen foot jumper. Dwight Howard in practice he can, but during games, no. you know, and, and you saw that he even tried to. Not with that. Not with that T Rex jump shot he's got. No, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. You a jump shot is a fluid motion. Anybody right. that's herky jerky, if they're hitting consistency, consistent, they're lucky. Right. Like there's some kind of like Lonzo Ball's jump shot shouldn't work. I don't know how it does. It does so. It, it shouldn't. But it kind of does. <laughs> Like, but it's a fluid motion. So when I see him with that little, it looks like he's flexing and then he just flips his wrist and it's like, no, buddy, that's not how that works. We need some motion from your upper body here. Yeah. Speaking of shots, I'm wondering how Anthony Mason was able to hit those 15 to 17 foot jumpers with um, his shot. You know, that, that little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As, as soon as he shot it, he said, get the fuck in the basket and the ball in the basket. <laughs> he would just like, just bully the ball into the basket. Shit. <laughs> It probably starts smoking as soon as it left his hand. It it. <laughs> Man. I'll ho- I, I will hoe up right in front of Anthony Mason. He comes out. He comes in, he comes in the alley. I'll run right back in the club. No hesitation. Dude, dude there's a story. Uh, Could be a nice guy. I'll son, never find out. Anthony Mason Jr. When, when he played for Rutgers. And I guess he, he got into a scuffle with um another uh, player from another team. They said that Anthony Mason was looking for that player's parent that was in there. He was like, yo. No. no who's, who's the dad of that player? I want to talk to him. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Leave him alone. All you can do is raise him to 18 and hope they're okay people. Leave him exactly. alone. Dude, they say Anthony Mason was, was looking for that boy's father. He's like, nah, I ain't going to touch him. I wonder where the father at. They was like, nah, bro. Like, it's not that serious. But he he don't, he don't play about his kids, man. I bet you they didn't say it wasn't that serious to him. I bet you yeah. they didn't say that. Bullshit. <laughs> it's not that serious, bro. Calm down. What? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because he only looks mean. I mean, he's tough, and I'm sure he can fight. He might be a nice guy, or he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know this. I don't want to be the one that f- tries to find out. Oh, yeah. come on. You've never – I have a thing with this. I I don't know what it is in me, stupid, whatever you want to call yes. it. Yes. But you don't ever find those guys that seem unapproachable kind of interesting. Like, you don't try to, like, feel them out and see where they're at. Like, are you okay? Are you no. are you stable? Oh, we had a guy that worked with us. I can't say his name because he might still hunt me down. But he's, like, 6'7", 270, and he walked around and talked all shit about fighting and beating people up. And so I just kind of, like, worked my way in there, working with him a couple times, like, how you doing? And, um... <laughs> It wound up being a bad decision. <laughs> and that's why I don't do that. <laughs> oh, oh, man, he was so unstable. He was so unstable. Wow. Holy yeah, shit. That, that's like walking up to Steven Jackson going, what? It's like, you'll find <laughs> out what. <laughs> Be like Sam Jackson from Pulp Fiction. Say what again? <laughs> Hang, hanging out with him was like he had 10 bottles of Diet Coke, and one of them has a Mentos in it. You don't know which one it is. <laughs> But you know you're going to drink all 10 bottles eventually. So you start cracking them, and then eventually you just get blasted with Mentos fizz in the face. And that's pretty much what it was like. You just don't know when it's coming. And then all of a sudden, you're in the middle of like, you're like, hey, it's okay, buddy. Don't tear the trailer apart. <laughs> Speaking of tough guys, like, is there even a tough guy in the NBA these days? Yeah, like, he, just, uh, he just claimed to be the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, Dream, which, no, which, Draymond thinks he's a tough guy. I was just about to say, which makes me believe when he thinks he's tough, he might be confused about that also. 
<laughs> I, because honestly, some people think that the toughest guy in the NBA is Rajon Rondo. They said he got some markings. No, he might be. They said he's not afraid of anyone or anything. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it seems like these past couple of years he's fucking with people on the way out of the league. Like he's just irritating people. <laughs> that whole Chris Paul thing was it? Chris Paul? Yep. Him, yeah, that was excellent. Him and Chris Paul. He hates. That's excellent. Paul. Hates him. Remember, remember, I think it was uh, Rajon Rondo's family against Chris Paul's family like a couple of years ago, you know, and they were sitting like death threats to each other. And Rajon Rondo's like, hey, when I see you, we'll do something to your car. And like, it was, it was crazy. You talking about me? Mr. State Farm was sending death threats back and forth? Yeah, that's what Chris yeah, Paul? That's Chris Paul? Chris Paul, man. Mr. Oh, no. calling, the, calling the cops and the, who called the cops on him? The Rockets? The Rockets called the cop on him when he's making his way to the locker room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was the Rockets. No, wanna, no, it was a clip. No, he was on the Rockets. Rockets. Yeah, he's on the Rockets. Yes, and it was the Clippers locker room. You're absolutely right. Rockets. And the Clippers were the one that. If you have not seen that clip of Shaq and Chuck and Kenny talking about that, you should definitely look that up. That's one of the best belly laughs recorded on TV. Is Shaq? I thought he was going to throw up from laughing so hard. <laughs> nah, but yeah, doing the answer um, to your question, I, I I think the only the only tough guy that comes to mind is Patrick Beverly, and I think the dude, the dude just got a few screws loose. I don't think he's like crazy or tough though. Yeah, uh, normally they go like, hand in he, hand. Who's the enforcer? Yeah. There used to be an enforcer on every I don't team. Think there's, there's no enforcer. Yeah, no. Not anymore, right. There's no... Exactly. There used to be like a guy... I mean, did he even have a name? They just call him Six Fouls. He's going over oh. there and slap somebody six times. I do, right? Hey, I hey do. Jeff Turner, you're, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like think, that's we looked at that picture of the Charlotte Hornets earlier. Um, and I think I can name them all. I swear to you, I didn't look it up. But Joe Wolf was that guy on the Hornets team. I think he was one of those yeah. guys just going there and slap the shit out of you and get out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Joe Wolf. Hatchet man. Just, that's what they used to call him. A hatchet yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know that um Reggie, well, I can remember Reggie Evans was probably the last NBA like tough guy. He was the uh bald head guy with oh, the uh all rebounds, no all rebounds, no points. Right. Yeah. Him. He was just smack the hell out of you. He's like a solid six. What is that? Six nine and a half, two sixty five. Kenny Martin. Oh yeah, still playing. Kenny Martin was a little no, no. But I'm just trying to think of like the most recent ones because it's not. Yeah, there was one recent. on every team. I don't know if, right. if I if there's anybody that's listening to this that's younger than like thirty five. I don't think you'll understand this. There used to be a guy on every team that like if shit every got a little team. too physical, they'll just put him in the game and yeah. they'll go start moving people around. <laughs> But in today's game, there's no point of having that because every little, you know, the, the more contact is called as fouls and it's just a different game. So yeah, back then you could have the Charles Oakley, you could have the Anthony Masons and you can kind of get a, away with it. It's a wasted you know, roster spot now, right. unless you're Oral Roberts and you foul, the, you know, the Florida center who can't make a free throw. That's a different conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So you got Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics. Are you I, think, I think we're crazy. Guy? I think we're crazy. Again, yeah. it, it go. <laughs> crazy and tough do go hand in hand but i think Mar marcus Smart is more crazy than there's tough a, there's a song that says if you're gonna be dumb you gotta be tough <laughs> if you get knocked down you gotta get back up so there you go there that answers all that i think i think we just did a little nba psychology guys there you go but yeah but even hockey is that way like hockey used to be in the 90s and in the early 2000s there was an enforcer in every team yeah. and, there, uh, and an enforcer just like slows things down they had fighters they had actual fighters come in the game and throw punches like that <laughs> they, yeah. they, they were slowing things down they were stopping this shit 
Well, I, I think, and and I'm I'm sure our listeners who actually watch hockey can can confirm this. I think Tom Bertuzzi was the last real enforcer, mm-hmm. and when he was kicked out of the league, guess he broke a guy's face by slamming it on the ice and dragging it down. I think they went, mm, oh, we can't yeah. do this anymore. I remember him. He was what? What he was early two thousands, mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, hockey was getting rough there for a while. Hockey had been rough for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, hockey had been rough for a while, and they tried to make a TV product, and it worked. But then basketball came up and, and overtook it. And fortunately, now ESPN is finally getting hockey back, so it might actually be a be a major sport again. I doubt it, but I'm hoping. I wonder how many Southern hockey viewers there are. I know of three. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy I used to work with, and he's trying to get us to go to the uh, Panthers games. Come on, come on. Go on. So a couple guys went down there one night. I was like, man, I had a great time. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm not much for hockey, but it's like a party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I've taken my wife to a couple of uh, the Solar Bears games here in Orlando back when we could actually go to the games. And she hates sports. Like she doesn't even listen to this podcast. She truly enjoyed herself at those games because they're they're fun. That's why I regret never going to an arena football league game. They said those things were awesome. The game, oh, yeah. the game could be terrible, but it was live in the stands. And 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 BJ, that was your point from last week that I, I completely agree with. You know, as the as people are kind of coming back to the stands now from COVID and whatnot the Magic and all these crappy teams should do whatever they can to offer cheap tickets to families. Get everybody in that building that'll go. Yeah, and, and just who cares if the game is crap? It's a fun experience. And again, just like Michigan back in the 60s and 70s, you get them hooked. Oh, I want to keep coming back. And mm-hmm. then you've got a fan. They may not come to the games, but you're watching TV. You'll buy the memorabilia. So that's it's, it's a way to grow their product. It's just like McDonald's works. The parents take their kids there. The kids start eating McDonald's. The kids take their kids there. And they just like that. It's just like McDonald's. If you can can get these kids in the doors, they will grow up. And if they get a job that allows them to, they'll buy tickets. Oh, yeah. They'll buy tickets. They will come. They will come. And that's the thing that like a a lot of these sports, like the in-game experience has priced themselves out of family experiences. And realistically, a lot of family experiences have priced themselves out of family experiences. Hell, it costs a hundred bucks to take a family of four to the movies. Yeah. So, I mean, when, I, when got, I got websites for that. I got websites for that. If you don't mind bootleg movies and people talking over the film sometimes, I got websites <laughs> for that. And occasionally somebody will get up and use the bathroom. But other than that, you can get the movie before it hits the theater with Chinese subtitles. Yeah, well, but the you know, families, they can't experience what they used to, especially when we were growing up and when our, our parents were growing up. Because it used to be hey you know and i know 50 bucks is, is still a good chunk of money for 50 bucks you can take a family afford to a magic game and truly enjoy yourself and enjoy the experience and you'll want to go back and oh look the magic on tv let's watch the game oh yeah. do you want a shack jersey go ahead you want a shack and you know you want the penny shoes go for it but now the kids just aren't getting that because they can't afford it you just touched on a sensitive subject with the, the penny shoes or the shack backboard both i burnt my shack <laughs> <laughs> I burnt my sack jersey in the front yard when you left. I can't tell you the look on my mother's face. I bet she was pissed. We're not a rich family. Those jerseys are like 60 bucks. Oh, easily. Yeah. They smell terrible on fire. <laughs> all that plastic. Well, yeah, you know what? That's what you get phoned in him out of town. It's all on you. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. I would you could have paid him whatever he wanted. I wouldn't have said a damn thing. Uh, that team made me fall in love with basketball. Might as well, man. That the John Wallace of Syracuse team. And and that's the thing. It takes one experience i'm telling yeah. you it's like a trigger that flipped in my head yeah it's crazy you know i still i still remember to this day my my first basketball memory is watching Romeo robertson hit, hit free throws against uh seton hall i was eight i still remember that and it sticks with me and i've been a fan of basketball ever since 
One of my first big ones was when John Wallace hit a three in the Big East tournament um, at the top of the key in Madison Square Garden. I can't remember who it's against, but it was for like the championship. And he banged a three and right at the buzzer. It was awesome. I just yeah. remember being like, oh, man. Oh, man. And then the Dream Team came along in 92. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the, the Dream Team did more than just play basketball. They they really did. I know it's cliche. They expanded the game. And sure. really, yeah. You think the Gasol brothers exist without them? No, no. You think it, you think Dirk exists without them? No. no. You know, they played Dirk. Like he was old enough to actually play them. Oh, really? Char- Charles yeah. played him shortly after the Dream Team or, or saw him play. How did they go? You remember? I heard the story about it where I think Dirk had like 19 in the first half or 20 something in the first half on him. And Chuck I believe said, it. Chuck said, hey, you ever want to go to Auburn you just you just let me know <laughs> yeah I, I do remember this I don't think it was right after the I think it was like uh, it was a couple years after the dream team but it hmm. wasn't immediately afterwards I, I do remember hearing Chuck going um you, you want to come to Auburn Alabama <laughs> yeah you can come right on over the, uh, the thing about so yeah it, it was so monumental what the dream team did fast forward to now and that's why it's important that you know I don't know how but like the AAUs of the world to be able to teach sound fundamental basketball because the Croatias, the France, the Spains, they're coming. Okay, and it's I, only I, a matter of time before the United States is going to be competing for third place. I'm going to sound like a homer. I'm going to sound like a homer. And BJ, you can call me out. Okay, the LSU Michigan game is exactly what Dorian is talking about. LSU had two really, really good players, but that was it. I think one player had 30, the other player had like 26, and as a team, they had 74. Those two players, and that was it. Michigan, I don't think a, a, a player had above 16 or, or 17 points. It was a team game, and that team wore those guys down, and towards the end, they couldn't hit shots. And you could, if you watch that game, you could see those, um, I want to say it was Smith, and I forget what the other dude's name was. They were doing their thing, but they weren't passing the ball. And even the announcers are saying, if LSU gets out and runs and can do one-on on one they score but when they're in the half court their half court offense sucks because they don't play a team game but michigan's the, the exact opposite and um and another thing comes to mind i, I remember uh, when i was in high school we played little leesburg we played the number two team in the nation that was duncanville texas and i mean like every newspaper had them beating us by 25 at least 25 and we ended up beating them by like eight they can't and handle that running, pressure yeah and that pressure and not only that yeah no, no that too it was just a matter of they had like three legit um, uh, McDonald's All-Americans on their team. And how we were able to beat them, we knew like one-on-one or let's say talent to talent, they would kill us. But we had to have the mindset of, hey, we are only going to be able to beat them playing a team game. Anybody start doing that and one type of basketball, you're going to get blown out by 30. Yep. Yep. And that's the thing that, and that's the thing that, you know, like, like I was speaking to one of my colleagues and, and he uh, coaches AAU. One of the things that he tells me is that he said that I start my practice the first hour. He said, we're playing defense. He said, we're doing defensive drills. We're not even touching the basketball because he said that he, he said, I want to instill in them the culture. He said, this is what I tell them. He said, I tell them, do you want to play basketball beyond high school? It starts now playing defense because everybody can, can do a crossover. Everybody can shoot threes, but can you shoot a three, get back on defense and and hold your man to at least seven points, you know, in a game? Y'all were a press team, weren't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, see, that's, that's the thing. That's why Kansas doesn't want to play Wichita's that pace. Right. That negates talent. Yeah. Yeah. Did you run as much as we did in the preseason? Do you run as much as we do in practice? Because we're about to find out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
exactly. But, but 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 that's the result, and you know, and that's one thing that I will give our high school coach. Who you know, I, I'll give it to him that he kept us well conditioned. Golly, his mindset was you his said mindset that like you you said that like you're swallowing Nyquil. You're like <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give him credit. Mm, mm, I'll give him I'll give him credit. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's a sore spot for me, but still. Uh, but I, w- one thing I will say is that he did have us well conditioned. Uh, so, and that's how we were able to beat a lot of teams that we should had y'all running all over the city after school. That's why the whole training <laughs> all running down South Street, dude. South Street, we ran from what we ran from Leesburg High School to Villages. Didn't didn't wasn't the old route? Didn't y'all go down to Venetian Gardens and up like through Main Street and then all the way back? Yeah, I know, I know the cross yeah. country uh, teams did because I would actually see them as I was walking home. And I that, yeah. That's a sport I cannot get behind. I don't like running anyways unless I'm chasing a ball. So you take the ball away. Fuck that. I'm not running. <laughs> what are y'all running for? Go through the woods, get to the other side. I'll walk. <laughs> I'll be last. <laughs> <laughs> but but Dorian that, that that's the thing that that people don't realize now is that it, it, you have to play as a team and if you play as a team you can overcome gaps in talent you know yeah, and, and it's funny because like the biggest basketball player out there is lebron who plays a pretty good team game to be honest yeah. with you. no matter what you say about the guy he moves that ball right. and nobody does that shit anymore no no one it's like they're still looking back at mike be like i want to do it that way and it's like well right. he was special yeah, well the way yeah. to win games is the way lebron does it to be honest with you well and mike was a team player mike mike Absolutely. when he when he was coming out he he was an individual player and then he realized that his last year with Doug Collins, I have to pass the ball. I have to get my teammates involved. And once he did that and Phil took over, that's when everything took off. But it wasn't until he realized it's all about the team, the team, the team, that he became the Mike that we know. Absolutely. And I think also, too, what made Tim Duncan so great is that he knew that a lot of the attention was coming on him, and he actually allowed the Manus and the Stephen Jackson, the Tony Parkers, to be able to be who they are. Because it could have been easy, okay, Dump it down to Duncan. If he kicks it back out to you, be ready to hit a three. But he will actually, um, there was a uh, documentary I was watching on the Spurs, and he was actually drawing up a play, and Popovich just sat back to where he was getting his other, he was getting his other teammates involved. Even when they had Tiago Splitter, like he was, he was talking about running plays for Tiago Splitter, which that, that was mind-boggling for me. But still, it was like, Great leaders, great basketball players, they know how to play a team game. And they know in order for us to win, we got to be on the same page. I never understood like freezing guys out of games because if they don't take a shot, they're not a threat. So if you don't let it, if you don't let a guy get a shot or two up and at least pull that defender out to him, I mean, he's just like a dead guy on the offensive end of the court. You know, he might as well be a chair. And, and that's why Duncan would, would get, try to get Splitter involved. He might only score six points, but those three shots that he that he takes, yeah. it, that takes a defender a step or two away from someone else. Yeah, it keeps it keeps Splitter's guy from doubling Timmy. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. And it, it's all about the team. Yeah, and, and I've never understood that. Even in pickup basketball, it's just absolutely stupid to freeze a guy out. So he misses a couple shots. Play defense. Exactly. It's it's uh, it's one of those things that when you play, especially playing pickup ball, and you play with individuals, and it's like you know, like especially if you're on it, like for me, I'll use an example. Me. I don't like playing on teams where there's a whole bunch of all-stars. I'd rather play on a team where there's guys who can hit occasional shots, but they can actually play defense and hustle. Because what happens is those wannabe and one all-stars think that, okay, my talent's going to win the game. And then what ends up happening is that they're like, oh shit, we're playing 15. And it's like 
13-7, and then all we need is a two to win. And they're like, now they want to start playing defense. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of those frustrating things. Man. Yeah, and they want to yell at you to play defense. Come on, <laughs> let's D up. Let's D up. Bitch, you haven't done anything this whole game. Shut up before I tie your shoelace together. It, it didn't have to say things like, oh, man, man, I can't play with these scrubs, man. Like, really? This is rec ball, bro. If you were that good, you would actually be somewhere. You're right here with me. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Watching the Spurs play when they played the Heat in, in those two final series, that was pure team basketball. And it was a thing of beauty to the watch. And yeah, the Warriors, the, the Warriors had, had Curry, had Thompson, had KD. They had a bunch of all-stars. But they you did ball, mention the great. Greatest defensive player in NBA history? You, David how Lee? could you not do that? How could you not mention the greatest defensive player in NBA history? Mention that I, team and leave him off of there. I, I must have missed when the Warriors signed Akeem Olajuwon out of retirement. <laughs> did, did I miss an announcement? Shit. I'll take a 40-year-old Matumbo over, what's his name? See, I told you, I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> that Michigan State dude. Yeah, that 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 dude. Forty year old Matumbo. Put the mountain in there. Shit, I put sixty year old Matumbo in there. But uh, uh, not today. <laughs> <laughs> You're not scoring today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean the, the, the Nets. I mean that that's all they are. They're they're just and one all stars, and they're probably going to win it because I don't know what the hell is going on in, in LA. Um, I, I <laughs> why I honestly, Kyrie's out again with personal reasons. How often is this going to happen? Well, they're well, a better like, team without him. Third time this year, am I correct? Yeah. Well, I think they're a better team without without Kyrie. Oh, yeah, their IQ doubles. <laughs> he's the negative uh, talent. He's like look, Fred man, Durst on Limp he, Biscuit. He's negative. He's talent. a basketball. He's a basketball freak. Outrageous handles. Can score from anywhere. Plays a little defense. Doesn't mind passing the ball. But damn, boy, that brain is messing him up. Yeah. Did did did, Don, did he meet up with Vontae Burfick somewhere or something? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I feel bad because he's doing a lot of like. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> AB's looking for a job too, by the way. Um, oh, no, but just I don't understand that. Like, and I feel bad because he's doing a lot in the community. Right. But like, I just can't get down with a flat earther. No. I can't I can't be friends with you. Like I will cut you out of my life for some stupid shit like that. Like you believe what? No, 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 you don't. Yeah, I do. All right, I'll see you later. I'll never I mean, see you later. I, I love a lot of different people in, into my life with a lot of different competing views. If you can't look out the earth and, and say that it's round, then you're you're done. I'm I just I'm, I'm I don't get it. Like you. if you believe that, then what else? What well, else you, do you believe? You that believe we're, run, that, that... we're run by lizard people that live at no, the core of the earth. No, 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 no. You believe that the five G is raising the little the lizard people who are eating babies. And they're Democrat. They all vote Democrat. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to put that in there because it, it can't be the Republican people because, you know, they're all, you know, Jesus. Oh, 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 archives, <laughs> archives, archives. <laughs> Big just got a safe word. <laughs> yeah, that's a safe, that's a safe word. Archives. <laughs> archives. <laughs> We're gonna say that now when we just start going on this rent archives, archives. I'm the reason we say it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we avoid the archives. Um Okay, now, every, now that that's what? over. Everybody everybody hates the truth until it's po- everybody loves the truth until it's pointed at them. It's fucking hilarious. Hey, you know what they say? When you point a finger at somebody, there's three more pointing back at you. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm pointing the middle finger at you. So that's where all <laughs> So we're all good. We're all good. Well, it just kind of stays that way. So yeah, we're all good. Hey, if we all want to sit around and judge, let's do it. I don't care. I don't want to be the only one doing it. Let's all be judgmental. Hey, we can just get in a big circle and judge hey, each other. If we all want to sit around and judge, we can be like the judge that's going to oversee the Deshaun yeah. Watson cases. But here's the thing, though. It's like the problem is when we all sit around and start judging people. <laughs> Jordan, what's that look for? 
uh, archives, man. I don't want to touch. I don't want to touch that subject. Man. What are you talking about, Nutty Buddy? <laughs> Steaming <Man>. Willie Seaman. <laughs> so okay, okay. I'll just say white this. tile terrace. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll ask this question, and I'm sure you guys can you know give me an answer. That won't get us archived. But um, it's like, okay, is it a coincidence that all this stuff is just coming out now? I like- want to say this. I want it to be the case. I'm sorry for raising my voice, but I feel very strongly about this. I want this to be a case of some hicks in Texas pissed off because they don't want to play for my Texans. But yeah. man, 13, Rusty Harden released a statement today. I don't remember the whole thing. So please, if you get a chance, look up a Rusty Harden statement. That is uh, Deshaun Washington's attorney. It basically said that they aren't even being allowed access to a client list so they can investigate the claim. Well, and they so have these to, are all, yeah. these are all blank faces to him right now. So that's like so, charging me with just handing thirteen sheets of paper. So I I, I can't get down with that. The, there's another case of a girl who there's text messages to Deshaun Watson requesting payment for a consensual encounter to keep silent about it. Yeah. So like, man, I, I'm all for sexual assault victims reporting sexual assault. A hundred percent. It needs to be taken care of um, more seriously and looked at thoroughly. However, if these women are making this shit up, may they burn in fucking hell. Yeah, I, I will say this, yeah. that every, every allegation of sexual assault, male against a female, female against a male, 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 what, whatever, every allegation needs to be taken seriously yes. and investigated yes. and tried appropriately. If the case, if if it was, you know, true, if it happened, the perpetrator needs needs to now have punishment. If the story was fabricated to get back at the person, then the person that made up the story needs to be tried and punished accordingly as Absolutely. well. And so if you've ever seen the movie Bombshell, which going back to a previous, you know, right before we, we archived the situation, it's all about Fox News and how it took one person, took one girl to stand up. And then it was started to be a landslide of, of allegations of stuff that had been happening that no one wanted to speak up. And, and that's was, what this feels like. This that's, feels that's like somebody this ripping the scab like. off. And and I will say this, that if these cases go to trial or even in front of a judge, discovery has to happen. Uh, and with that discovery, you get the, the attorneys get the get the names, get the details and can investigate because that's how this how this works. Because, you know, this it, attorney lived next to Bob McNair at one point, right? who's the former owner of the Texans. Wow. I'm just putting this is just information. Mm-hmm. I don't you know, mm-hmm. I don't like to believe this conspiracy shit. But like, man, I'll tell you, there's been a lot of people really past couple of years and to be called out for the statements you make and then have the star player of your franchise say i want out of here along with the other guy that just left who was a star player of your franchise and that that's something though okay so all of this is about deshaun okay uh, no there was not one single allegation against jj watt not mm-hmm. one single one so if it was revenge against the franchise it's stupid jj watts white i'm just we're talking about people there. who've made racist statements it's not yeah. like i'm putting something on their character but mm-hmm. I'm just calling an asshole an asshole. If it's the owner, all he's doing is hurting himself. Again, you know, let's go down that rabbit hole for, for a second. If it's sell the, owner, the team, it won't matter to him. He can sell the team, it won't matter to him. But actually, it will because he will get less money because the the value of the franchise will be less. And on top of that, if he's looking to trade Deshaun, he will get back less than if these allegations didn't come out at all. Let now, I, I don't know if they're true, if they're false, whatever. They're sensational. They're great clickbait. I am not an attorney. That's, Some of these stories are just weird. Some of these stories are just weird. Hey, uh, more I, oil I don't want to know about anus. baby oil. More oil on my anus. I don't know. Yeah, he, I don't know. They, and then let me ask you this. This does this behavior just 
happen one day? Where are the well, girls from South Carolina? Well, that that was the thing I brought up to you earlier is if this is legit, if, if these are true cases, and again, they need to be investigated, need to be investigated seriously, regardless of who it is. This behavior does not just start. No, it is it not did. just a switch. Hey, no. I, I'm, I'm in a contract year with the Houston Texans. I'm going to start doing this. This is an mm. ongoing, if it's true, again, I don't want to be sued. If true, this is, has been an ongoing behavior. And, and BJ, that's a point. Did this happen in Clemson? And because, you know, Dabo is such a good, great Christian man, I, I can't believe that he wouldn't cover something like this up to, to win football games but, and get raises. So here's another thing that I'm trying to look at. Either somebody's coaching these girls to tell similar stories with similar accounts and things that kind of interconnect in their, in their encounters, or he has um, an, an MO, yeah. like a, a something, he, a, a ritual he follows. Mm. Um, it's not, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I, I just read before we came on here that um, all the teams have moved on as if he will not be available. Well, it, no one's going to want him. Well, they also yeah. have to. Yeah. From the strictly selfish perspective of an NFL team, I can't sit around and wait for this shit to play out. Well, and that's what I've seen about the owner is if it's the owner wanting revenge, it doesn't make sense because he clearly doesn't want to play, be there anymore. So, so then it's not looking good, man. Yeah. It's really not looking good. And, and, and also, too, it's um, you got to think, too, it's like there are people in this world to where, like, maybe the McNairs is like, you know what? For him bringing the embarrassment to me and my franchise. Shame on my family. I'm going to railroad him. I'll recover. I'm fine. I'm a they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. They can you sell know? the team and sit in his house and wait, and he'll make it back. Yeah. And just so take a little just, longer. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, AK, if these allegations are true, then Deshaun deserves whatever punishment they give him. But if it's, but, but again, individuals like that, they follow a pattern, like patterns. And it's developed like way before, unless something happened to where he took some drugs and whatever. But still, like, th- that's the thing. Like, has this happened before at, at Clemson? Did it happen maybe in high school? Because, for example, and again, like when it comes to Antonio Brown, there's been rumblings of Antonio Brown and his behavior with women back when he was at Central Michigan, apparently. Um, you know, not saying it's true or not, but for what I was reading, there's been grumblings of him, you know, having some wild parties with girls, grabbing them, stuff like that. So it's like, at least there's a pattern. I've like, this is the first time ever hearing anything about Deshaun Watson. And if they, and if Clemson was able to hide that and it's coming out, then shame on Clemson. But it just seems, it's just ironic that now all of a sudden, now everyone wants to come out. And I know individuals who've been assaulted sexually. And a lot of times you you have two versions. You, you have the ones that not going to stay with you because they didn't want to embarrass themselves. They don't know how. And you have the ones to where they want to make that person pay. Don't care who it hurts. Two things, it's just two, hard. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Two things I'm looking up here. Um, Texans are worth $3.3 billion. They were purchased for $600 million. Uh, they can afford to lose a little chump change. Not going to hurt the family's bottom line. Mm-hmm. Not one bit. So that being said, let's assume this: these people are super vindictive. The owner is Janice McNair. I'm assuming of the same family of Bob McNair who has made these statements. Um, I mean, if you stay married to somebody like that, you're kind of like either okay with it or ignoring it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're ignoring it, you're okay with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Silence is... Uh, what do they call that? Complicit. You're complicit if you're silent, pretty much. So, I mean, $3.3 billion bought for $600 million, they can afford to lose a little chump change by burning him down if they choose to go that route. If they're so vindictive, um, they choose to go that route. I look at I look at Donald Sterling. Okay, they punished him for what they for what he said and did by making him make a billion dollars. I, I want right. that kind of punishment. Right, but had he held on to the team to the end of his life, don't you think he would have possibly made that anyways? Yeah, like 
made more than that because the NBA is just increasing in value. So it, I saw this thing. It says, um, look, if we part ways, it doesn't mean I want to see you suffer. You just can't eat with me. Mm. And I think that's what the NBA said. Like, you're going to make money, but you can't eat with us anymore. Like, you can't be at this table. So, I mean, you know what I mean? That's- he was in a position to where he made a good investment. There's nothing the NBA could do to take that away from him other than make him sell the team. I mean, well, and, and that's the thing with, with these owners, oh, whether it's McNair's, whether it's oh, Sterling, prick, whether it a prick got lucky. Shocker. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. I mean, McNair, Jerry Jones, Donald Sterling, um, Jerry Richardson there in, in Carolina. If, if they bought these teams 10, 12, 15 years ago and have to sell now, regardless of, of circumstance, whether they want to retire and just go live a life of luxury, whether they're forced out, whatever, they're making four or five hundred percent profit on these teams. And so it doesn't matter. You just listed off a whole bunch of people who would have owned plantations 300 years ago. Yeah. Yep. That's you know, just, and, no, that's what stuck out in that list to me. Like, really, when you started naming off those people, I was like, man, these are people that are probably okay with people suffering. <laughs> well, they are okay with people. There's no probably about it. They are. But if you make a billion dollars, you're okay with somebody eating shit. I mean, I, I, I am 100% capitalist. Make as much money as you can. Do, you know, do, do things. You do you, and that's fine. However... A billion dollars is a lot of money, and it's very hard to make a billion dollars profit without undercutting somebody somewhere. Yes, I about had to, I about set archives again because <laughs> you were yeah. a conversation I didn't want to have right here. Uh, it's all good, but I mean, and, and look at look at the NCAA. They can they make a billion dollars a year. I think it's like two to three billion dollars a year on just TV rights. Why? Because they don't have a lot of paid employees. I mean, they're, the the people that make them money are unpaid or underpaid, wow. and and it's just it, it's the way the way of the world, and it sucks, but it's just kind of the way it is right now. Eh, way of the world though. Well, okay, the way of this country. workers in Denmark make twenty two dollars an hour. Okay, let, let me rephrase it. It's the way of this country. Okay, thank you. I'll accept that answer. I won't challenge. I will not. I'm sorry. I just had to clarify. I need any yeah. clarification. I don't want any of our listeners confused. No, and, and, that, and that's the thing. It's it's all about the bottom line and stock price and what I can do now. An owner that bought his team five years ago, he's not gonna he's not gonna have that kind of raise immediately. Now, I saw some numbers being kicked around for the new NBA contract, and I about had a heart attack because I'm I'm in the wrong damn business. What I saw is being kicked around is that each team is gonna get three hundred million dollars from just TV money each year until twenty thirty three. Is wow. that that's the potential next TV contract for the NBA? Wow. Yeah. How much? How much? Uh, how much is that the people that work? stadium going to see uh, how much of an increase zero. 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 so when when people start talking about hey you know we you know people are making enough money and they're, they're not you know no. it, it, the, the rich that, will always get richer that's why i get mad when they talk about athlete salaries i was like do you know what fraction of a percent they are making of their owner's income that year yeah right you're never gonna I get so mad. And I was like, your mind can't even wrap your head around the money that these owners bring in every year. And then you're going to bitch about a guy that gets like 3% of it, 2% yeah. of it. Maybe. And, and, and like, I know, <laughs> I know I was giving you crap last week about Dak's contract and what, what it's going to do in the future, because that that's how that re, that league is structured. But just look at, look at Dak's contract as, as a whole, $40 million. Okay. He gets $40 million a year from the Dallas Cowboys. If you look at what Jerry Jones brings in a year, $40 million compared to a, a one 
and say he brings in five billion dollars. You're talking what in a two percent of what of what he brings in? If People, that, our brains aren't even made to wrap our head around a billion. No, like I, I heard that one of the hardest things for humans to do is think exponentially. So like it's hard for people to understand the difference between 1 million and 1 billion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and when when you see it visually, it's like okay, we can picture a dollar. We can picture yeah. $100. We probably can picture $1000. Okay. Mm-hmm. Picturing a hundred thousand dollars in cash. I was about to say ten. Some, yeah. Picturing ten thousand is probably kind of it take takes take some work. Take, picture a hundred thousand takes some mental gymnastics. Picture how much a million dollar is counted out in ones. That's a crap ton of money. I probably would fill my living room and I would like it to because I could probably That'd be afford awesome. to awesome. Yeah, it'd be awesome. But they conceive a thousand times that is a billion. It, it's it's insane. And it's yeah. more money than than these people will ever spend in their lifetime i know and like the average human if they did their investments properly could live off a million dollars for the rest of their life oh easily you know what i mean and these guys are making a thousand times that. sometimes in a year sometimes in like a month yeah pandemic style i'm gonna trap all these fuckers in their house and amazon them to death (laughs) so they did to me i bought prime like a chump i fed right into get guilty Guilty. Oh, <laughs> just like a chump. Set there sh- shopping in a recliner. Best experience ever. I hated stores before Amazon. Hey, man. I, all I know is during the pandemic, I was I was doing PS Plus. The, the games on PlayStation, got the, the catalog games, and I was good. Mm. <laughs> I caught some of the game sales. I don't even want to talk about that. And games on sale. Six, 60 bucks for the year for all the games I can play. That's pretty awesome. Yep, yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> to switch gears for a moment. So did we want to talk about more? of the NCAA tournament to see who's going to win the remaining games. Yes. Yes. So let me let me bring other games. I, I know who um, Michigan. <laughs> I know Derek Michigan's going to lose to the Florida State. I just I don't see them be able to compete athletically with with Florida State. I mean they they're like LSU, but they also have more depth. BJ, who yes playing? Do you remember playing Houston? Oh, Houston number two seed. Yeah, Houston's got a, an amazing defense. I think I saw what they were like the first or second best defense in all of Division One. Now, granted, that's a, American conference teams, but it's still. Well, then we got to find out how their offense holds up to the zone. Go, go, gadget zone. Yep. Go, go, gadget zone. They're going to reach out and touch somebody. So, I mean, I'll, I'll say this thing. You know, I'm just looking looking at the games on Saturday. I, I'm going to pick L'Oreal Chicago over Oregon State. Oregon State's been a, a great story. I just I don't see them continuing it. Um, Baylor over Villanova. I've, I've never trusted Villanova. Even the year they beat Michigan for the title, I've never trusted them. And Arkansas is going to beat Oral Roberts. Um, mm. And then... <laughs> It's the better of the Roberts. <laughs> um, and I, 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 I don't see Syracuse uh, overcoming Houston's Houston's defense. I just, I just don't. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Like I said, we're, we're already losing the Florida State. So um, I know, Dorian, you were worried about uh, Creighton beating Gonzaga. Yeah, if, if if there's any team right now that that can upset them, it's just like Creighton. I don't know what it is, but it's just they like when it, like when they've been playing like they've a team woke them up, and like yeah. you said, they've been wait, they've been woken up, and that that was scares me. Um, so but the thing is, I picked Gonzaga to beat Creighton, but if Creighton beats Gonzaga, I won't be shocked. I won't. Um, uh, does your asshole hurt from the fence that you're sitting on? Uh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> my team is out, so. I'm screwing either way. Okay, so I I don't think Dorian was actually watching the games. Okay, so since that Georgetown blowout, okay, and it was a blowout, they got in 25 points, 30 something, yeah, it's 25, 76, uh, 73 to 48. I've I've got the got it up here. 
No okay. bueno. Yeah, they barely beat UC um, Santa Barbara, I think it was, but being by a point, okay? Then they beat Ohio, and not Ohio State, who Oral Roberts beat. They beat Ohio. So I don't think that's, that has prepared them for a team like Gonzaga. But, okay, so so I, I think of the I think of the mystique of the of the tournament and it's like it's called March Madness because it's like as long as the men are playing right well yeah <laughs> so, so so my it's thing March is, sadness when you talk about the women's tournament and all their accommodation yeah unfortunately but it's just like you know you it, it never fails like you have that powerhouse team and then they end up playing down to a lower seed and it's like the games become close. And that's hey. why I was thinking, that's why I was like, okay, them playing against Creighton, I can see Creighton making the game ugly. See, I was just about to say, that's the way Syracuse operates. They will drag you into a 40-point game and mm-hmm. keep you and hold you underwater. And we're just mm-hmm. gonna see who dies first. That's what yeah. <laughs> like, like, do. Just, we'll drag you into the deep end. Neither one of us can swim, one of us is gonna die. One- <laughs> That's exactly that's exactly what you're talking about. But that's what it feels like. For years, Syracuse had a scoring problem. No shooters, had to screens to get to the basket. It was ugly. It was tough to watch. So what they had to do was turn it muddy, make it a dirty game, uh, fast break it, grab you, foul you, you know, do whatever they had to do. I, there are teams in this in this tournament, especially the underdogs, that make a living doing that. Just mm-hmm. turn it into a slugfest. Just grind it out and and bang it in the paint, rebound, and we might not score 40 points. I don't care. And But see, Dorian, there's a trick to that, okay? You, you're right. The thing with March Madness every year is you've got the powerhouse named big conference team playing mm. down to their competition. And if Creighton was playing a Kentucky, was playing Duke, was playing Kansas, I'd say absolutely. Yep, they're playing Gonzaga. And it's a different animal when, you get, when you're playing a team that has to always be on because they know that they don't have the talent of a Duke over Kentucky or of a Kansas. What did we just talk about? You just talked about, what, 20 minutes ago, playing the, the number two team in the nation in high school. You played as a team against a bunch of um, and one guys, and that the difference. And so, and again, I go back to go with those who are accountable. Go to those who watch the games to the point where their job is on the line. The line for that game is 13 and a half for Gonzaga. So the, the, the guys out there in, in Vegas, they know something. And now, and that's not to say that Creighton's a bad team. Creighton's a great team. I don't see them knocking off Gonzaga. Now, granted, I also didn't see Lower Chicago knocking off Illinois, but that's a good, different conversation. But that goes back to the high-ranked power conference team. No, I, no, I see. I see what you're saying. It's, you know, like like BJ was saying, like those teams, it's like even if it's w- whether you're Gonzaga, Duke, or whatever, like if you're a powerhouse team and you're facing this a team that has nothing to lose, like Creighton's coming to this game like, we expect to lose anyway. Let's just play our our asses off to see what happens. Those teams scares me. Yeah, because it's no, like I, they're gonna claw, they're gonna foul. Uh, Jalen Suggs is the is might be the number one player coming out. Uh, you know, in th- th- this year's uh, draft, I can see them like, hey, you know what? They got one of the top players in the game. We're gonna get to his head. We're gonna foul him. Like I've played in games to where. Coaches would say, hey, you know what? That's the best player on the team. If you get him rattled, that's going to rattle everyone else. So uh, so one of Creighton guards can get to his head and follow him. You know, he's getting to the basket, getting held, getting scratched, and then it started getting to his head and stuff. 
which I don't know, Jalen Suggs is a, is a stud, but still, it's like those teams that have nothing to lose, those are the teams that scare me the most. So. Yeah, but, but, but they're not, I, I they're not running Greg Kite out there to play against Gonzaga. Okay, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> Someone might get <laughs> on. Might my, get my, my 90s magic <laughs> trivia is coming in handy. Now, again, going back to, to BJ's point about making the game ugly, if they were playing a team like Houston, if, if Gonzaga was playing a team like Houston, um, like a Syracuse, the, a team that is known for their defense, that's a different story. Creighton's known for their offense. And that's what made that Georgetown game so bizarre is that Creighton couldn't shoot at all. And they were known for their offense this year. So I just, I don't see them being able to score enough points against Gonzaga. And the, one of the other games that, that day is in Michigan versus Ohio State. And I just, I don't see Michigan having the firepower that they need uh, without livers in there. You know, because like what LSU did, they they practically double and triple teamed uh, Dickinson and dared Brooks and Smith to, to shoot. And they did. And, and they made the shots. I, I, I don't see them doing that again. So, and, and the, the other two games that are on Sunday um, are UCLA and Alabama. Now that that's a game where going, going back to what you're saying that I mean, those are two powerhouse conference teams. UCLA has nothing to play for. UCLA has nothing to play for. They're they're there just yeah you know, they were 11 seed. I, I want to say they were in the the opening round. I think because I think they beat Michigan yeah, they State. Yeah, they beat Michigan uh, so State they got there. they got nothing to lose. I mean they're just happy saying, to be there. Saying about 11 seeds. <laughs> yeah, about 11 seeds. You're just happy to be there. No, no. Mm-hmm. So, Took out but, a six and a two seed. We ain't happy to be nowhere. We're here, motherfuckers. <laughs> Here, <laughs> um, that that's a game where the lower seed scares me because. Alabama is one of those teams where they kind of spread it up this year. They weren't great last year and they kind of spread it up this year. And I don't think, I don't know if they have the mental toughness to handle a, a rock fest like UCLA. Don't we have to root for Alabama? We have to no. root for Alabama. We're south of the south. No, we have to root for Alabama. Is the dude from Leesburg on Alabama? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alabama. That show <laughs> just called it. I just, I just called it. Show, show, show picks Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sweep across yeah, so the board. We, yeah, we don't so have a choice. I'm rooting for, so. root for Alabama. Let's so and the other, the other game is uh, USC and Oregon. And a- after watching USC just destroy Kansas, I'm not betting against them. Yeah, yeah. I that's going to be a good game. Oh, man. Didn't uh, might, I think – Might be the best uh, game out of all of them. Best yeah, game yeah. to watch out of all of them. <clears throat> yeah, because I think this year, I think they split the series in the – Let me find uh, out. 12 Yeah, let me, let, me, let me pull it up. Yeah. By the way, it's the only time of year the show will be talking about the Pac-12. Is during the NCAA tournament because it is com- it is completely irrelevant the rest of the year. Yeah, and, and that includes football season. That's what I was talking about without talking about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I'll say it. Thank you. So it, it looks like they only played once this year. Oh, they, they, were, they did play once. Okay. Yeah, they were they were scheduled to play back in January and then it got postponed. Um, Oof. I think probably due to COVID. Um, and USC won. And USC has been playing hot. I mean. Yeah, you, you don't do that to Kansas, especially in the tournament, and just because basketball is all about streaks, man. Yep. In the game, during the season, going off and ripping off a couple wins, going off and ripping off a couple buckets. The whole game is about streaks. If UAC is hot, they are the pick until further notice. Yep. You have to and show it, me. You have to show me you're not hot. Yeah, and it's it's all about confidence. Yeah, all about confidence. And some people have the irrational confidence, like J.R. Smith, and some people have the rational confidence, like uh, USC does. No, that's too dumb. That's too dumb to know your limitations. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> you can't even tell the score up on the scoreboard. It's, on, it's like it's, hi- it's like a hidden somewhere. Oh, from ADHD kids everywhere. I'm sorry, Jr. <laughs> That's what that was. You'll never tell me otherwise. That kid behaves like he needs Ritalin every day. So, but yeah, but but written, written out. I, I again, I see Gonzaga getting by Creighton. I don't see anyone stopping them. Maybe USC. Maybe I mean, because with as hot as they are, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Well, um, I'm looking here, guys, and the star player. 
one of the star players of Oregon, he actually played his senior year at West, West Oaks Academy in Orlando in L.J. Figueroa. Not oh. Leesburg, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, he did. That doesn't get any sympathy because we didn't like when those boys from Orlando came up here either. Yeah, we hated them. <laughs> Shit, even a band. University had a 300-member band. Take out the whole football yeah. field. Can you have a field show? Just slide left, slide right. Yeah, you still kick their ass, though. Yeah. Probably still good to this day. Bet you won't say that about Jones and Evans, though. Oh, no. No, no, no. You're talking about them schools, will you? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember um, we we played, I think it was Jones in like a summer league and like i remember walking the gym and looking at jones and those guys look like legit grown-ass men <laughs> like they look literally like nah man like we we graduated two years ago and we just sitting there and us we were all in our like you know teenage bodies and these guys look like grown-ass men who've been working in fucking factories you had to be you had to be 170 pounds when you played wet 170. Wait, yeah, yeah. Like that was my estimate. The lowest I the lowest I was I've been since I've been an adult was like 68. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking you were around there. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was once. I was one seventy, and there, and I had to guard their power forward was like six <laughs> four. He's a, he looked six four, like two oh five. By guard, you mean somebody, just get in his way? Stare at somebody's <laughs> belly button the whole game and duck elbows. <laughs> and he's Jeez. actually trying to spin me off with 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 one arm. Oh, that's crazy. Man. Trying? You mean he was fending you off with one arm? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> hey, but I had to have some dignity, man. <laughs> What the hell? You're out. You're outmatched by four inches and thirty pounds. You you had dignity by standing there, <laughs> dude. It, the thing about it is like like me and me and one of the other players, uh, Wayne Taylor. We, we were talking one time. We were talking about like the people that we had to guard and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, that shit was a was an atrocity because we were like <laughs> literally it was like boys playing against men. Oh, and Aaron like, Kenna was one of the tallest guys on your team, wasn't he? The six three, six four. Uh, yeah, Aaron was six. Two and a half, six three. Um, Brandon, my my junior year, Brandon Broomfield was the tallest, and he was six, six four and a half, six five. Yeah, and he was legit guarding dudes seven foot, six eight, six seven, two fifty. Like you know, so so you know, we we give props to him, but we were guarding okay. like six eleven, six ten guys, and we were like, they should be taking advantage of us. But I guess it was like, man. I could always score these guys and they like kind of like didn't pay us any attention. And then by the time it was time for them to actually start balling, we already had like an 11 point lead on them. Yeah, now you got to so, work. I thought it was crazy. Well, and, and that goes back to what you were saying earlier is if you've coached defense and if you stress defense, even at the high school level and stress the fundamentals of the defense, you can hang with people that would potentially, you know, out physical you. Now, eventually they'll wheel your ass down, mm-hmm. but if you have the great fundamentals, you can still hang with these guys. And so, and, and, and again, you know, excuse me being a homer, that's Michigan's game is they don't have the one and done athletic players out there. Hey, who's, who's Miami play Saturday? Oh, wait, wait, wait. They don't. Oh, who's Florida wait. play Saturday? Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. They don't. Oh. Whatever. How many games the Jaguars gonna win this year? Less than the Cowboys. Right. Hey, right. less than the Lions <laughs> too. I'm sorry, Dorian. I couldn't help it. 
That's right. You got too quiet over there. You started looking <laughs> stuff up. You, you gave me a gap. That's fine. You know what? You, uh, you, you know what? I'm gonna let I'm gonna let our play speak for for itself this year. I'm gonna let you oh, wait, guys wait. crack all the jokes you want. Just go ahead and rag on wait, Urban Meyer. Rag wait, my which, wait, wait, no, no. Which your shitty teams are you talking about? Are you talking about Miami? Are you talking about the Magic? Are you talking about the Jaguars? You have three shitty. I mean, teams. I, I mean, we already know about the Magic. You know, college basketball. It is what it is. I'm talking about my Jaguars. Oh, your Jaguars. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm telling you, the sport you. you're irrelevant in. The sport you're irrelevant in. You just discard. Now, okay, I, I remember, I remember last week, Dorian was, was hesitant about betting about the, the Cowboys versus the Jaguars because he wanted to see who the Jaguars picked up in free agency. I don't know if BJ remember that. But however, a couple of days after he made that comment, Herbs made the comment of free agencies destroying the league. Yeah, he but, was mad that he actually has to compete for free agency. He yeah. just to trap them on campus and make them sign something when their guardian's not around. Right. Was that a <laughs> dumb statement he made? Yes. yes. He, he sounded like a fucking chump. He sounded he like he sounded like Nick Saban whining about Jim Harbaugh. That's what he sounded like. He sounded like a little bitch. He did. He 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 did. I I I definitely agree with what he, he said. He hasn't even coached the game in the NFL and he still looks like a chump. Yeah, he had the choice to coach first or bitch first, and he went with bitch. <laughs> You are right. He did. So hopefully he can make up for it because after he made that comment, I I, I didn't post anything about the Jaguars because I knew <laughs> you guys were going to keep me hell and others was waiting for me to say something about Jaguars. <laughs> I was waiting for the Doradama's 10-game win prediction. We're <laughs> <laughs> going 10 but, and 6 this year. No, Doradama's bet on other people's games, but he never bets on the Jaguars. Yeah, he fucks up. What, like Pete Rose? Rose? He never bet on your own team? He knows. No. He messes up other people's fantasy football. He messes up other people's teams. But he won't bet on his shitty teams. Not at all. <laughs> you know it's funny. You know it's funny. If he said something, they'd probably win. Like the Jaguars aren't looking too good. They'll win. No, maybe. no, he he doesn't want to do that because he he might blow out Sunshine's knee. That's the last thing I need. So yeah, I'm not. Hey, I, I, I will say this. Okay. Quarterback behind him. Oh, Minshew, the guy that he gave up on. <laughs> Sell out. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? Dora Domus guarantees that the Dallas Cowboys are going to go to the NFC Championship. You heard it here first. Dora Domus, baby. Doesn't count hey, I'll because tell you one thing. Yeah. See, he's never had a real offense. He doesn't understand that I can overcome your stupid juju with good <laughs> offense. <laughs> I said I like I'm going to throw the football. <laughs> Hey, 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 BJ, I want to say something. So a couple episodes yes. ago, you gave me crap because I was talking about LeBron was playing too many minutes. I was, I was afraid he's going to get hurt. Yeah. Look what happened. Uh, no, that wasn't from minutes. That's from some dude diving into his leg. Yeah, that's not minutes related. But was it diving purpose, into somebody's though? leg. I don't, didn't look good. It looked like a basketball play to me. And a lot yeah, of people but, like, no, he did it on purpose. I don't think so, man. I think that oh, was although, Oh, look, look. Everybody with LeBron on their chin thinks he did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's put it that way. They, I, that's the thing. Yeah, um, he was going for a loose ball like that's going for a loose ball but i'll tell you one thing dorian a lot of the times when basketball players go for loose balls in any setting i was one of the guys that would dumb for dive for a loose ball on the y cement floor like an idiot bruised my hip bruised my hip one week went back the next week did the same thing again the same hip um so anyways that will dive for the ball they always roll over and put their back to the player whoever's coming in you see what i'm saying so they'll go for mm -hmm. the ball and they always roll so that motion itself lends itself to people getting hurt right that's just a basketball thing they don't want to get kicked in the chest with somebody running in they're going to go to the back and the back take a shot so every, when they dive they always roll that motion alone lends itself to hurting somebody's knee yeah. wrong place wrong time yeah. you know what i mean like I yeah and, that, that's and, my and, opinion and, and saying it's part of basketball it was like saying when when the florida center just gave the people's elbow to the Tennessee center in the SEC championship. Um, That's personal. No foul. That's Tennessee. <laughs> 
You can, you can, yeah, you should be able to shit on their bus and not get any problems. There should be no repercussions. Yeah, because I, I, I watched that live. I was like, ooh. He, I'm he, so glad. He, I'm so glad they got everything they got for how they treated Phil Fulmer on the way out of there. Man, they're, they're yeah. still paying for that, too. Yeah, they, they, they got about 15 more years of horseshit on their plate, too. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. care. I don't like the way that people treat legends. Still pissing me off what Jerry Jones did to Tom Landry, too. Is Phil still alive? Phil Fulmer? Yeah. Phil, yeah. I haven't heard anything about him passing. Good football coach. Hell, football coach. Pretty damn yeah. good recruiter, too. Yeah, he was. Or they had deep oh. pockets, one or the other. We got to wait till the book comes out. Yeah. So uh, so that year, they won the uh, national championship. Who was their quarterback? T. T. Martin. And he didn't play no. in the NFL, did he? He, he was drafted on the camera. Was played. it T. Martin and Jamal Lewis? Yeah. It was Jamal. Yeah. And Peerless Price. Peerless Price. Price. Yeah. Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Now, okay. So what's funny Jason, about – what's up? Jason, Jason Witt might have been there. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny about that team – is a couple years ago, Tennessee had a kind of reunion on on the field to have their national championship. Peyton Manning was invited. Now, so you talk about white privilege. Peyton Manning, no, not, not invited. Like he couldn't make it because of family problems. He well, was I not think I, I don't know if he wasn't invited. I know he wasn't there because I believe he was coaching USC at the time because he was U, USC's offensive coordinator. No, but like what you do is you find a game where you play in the middle of the week because you're Tennessee yeah. and you probably got a fucking Thursday game or something, and you know USC is yeah. not going to be doing that. So then you invite T on that Thursday. Yeah. Day, and then you take your private plane that you fly all those punk ass uh it's the boosters in and you fly him back out to california because he right. brought you a national championship something right. your golden boy the golden forehead could not do yep <laughs> who by the way didn't win the heisman either by the way this show is not popular with athletes <laughs> why because we're, we're truthful and we are who we are we don't we're not playing characters i guess i didn't need to call him the golden forehead he is one of the more entertaining sports figures on tv <laughs> However, I think had he known me, he may have laughed at the golden forehead comment. Probably. <laughs> he seems to be pretty self-deprecating. Yes. <laughs> well, any dude that will actually go on film and go cut that meat, you know, he, he, he's in on the joke. One of the, one of the <laughs> best things he ever did was that damn SNL skit when he's teaching the United Way the, the, the football to the kids with the football in the United Way. Did you see that? Yeah, Adam, way back when. You have seen it? Okay. Have you seen it, Dorian? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, man. Look at me. <laughs> I, I I heard him telling a story about that where he felt bad throwing the ball at these kids, like hitting with hitting with a football. And the dad walks up and he goes, "Hit my son with that football." <laughs> How many he was dads like, in real life will actually do that? He was like, "Game on!" He's like, <laughs> "That had to be so good for him because he's so squeaky clean from being able to cut loose and do something stupid like that. I had to like feel good." Man, I've been hearing grumblings that his uh his his nephew is ahead of uh his time when it comes to uh, playing quarterback. They're oh saying yeah, that he's gonna be better than uh. Let me Peyton. look at his resources. Yeah, and that's the thing is it, mentally he can read a defense better than, than anyone his age, than anyone two or three years older than he is. They say he's still learning the physical gifts, but those will come with time. But I mean, mentally, it, he's far and away better than anyone else. Isn't it fair to say that Peyton Manning ushered in this era of football? The spread, constantly throwing the ball. I mean, him and Andy Reid, you could kind of tie them together yeah. and say they they brought this into the NFL. I mean, look at the resources they have. The only guy, yeah. the guy that stopped Tom Brady from having nine titles and one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Eli's yeah. not one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He just, he, sell, he stopped us from having nine Tom Brady titles. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, I, I I'll agree with that. 
that uh, Peyton is responsible for the uh, modern offenses. I would say him and Andy Reid, because I remember Andy Reid caught a lot of flack for throwing the ball 70% of the time and only run the ball 30% of the time. He caught a lot of flack for that when they weren't winning championships. Well, because he's got the last laugh now, bitch. Yeah. He had Brian Westbrook. Yeah. It's like having a Swiss Army knife back there. Yeah. So Taysom Hill? No, that's not a Swiss Army knife. That's <laughs> that's white privilege. <laughs> Watch, this is going to be talked about in the contracts of Matt Flynn. Yeah. They, they should do a 30 for 30 on that. Want a five-year bet? Want to make a five-year bet? Would they I do this... a 30 for 30 on Matt Flynn? It wouldn't be 30 for 30. It'd be two for two. It'd be like fucking two minutes show. <laughs> fucking 30 minutes. No, it's a 30 for 30 short. That's what they. That's what they're doing. No, that's still 15 minutes. It's going to be a fucking four-minute story. You threw for 450 yards, five yards, and five touchdowns. The Seahawks were mentally handicapped at the time and decided to go ahead and make, sign them onto this contract. And look what happened. It blew up in their face. Salary cap hit, they cut him, and now he's nobody. He could be working at a Chick fil A for all I know. <laughs> Not up in Seattle, probably like an in and out or something. Yeah. Yeah. Chick fil A probably won't set foot in Seattle. Oh, no, 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 no. Our no, building no. will burn down as soon as we build it. <laughs> <laughs> They'll eat babies in the parking lot. It's the lizard people again. Exactly. I need more tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> so gentlemen it is getting late um i think i think now is a good time to, to call it a wrap i'm looking forward to the games this weekend um actually enjoying watching college basketball good luck good luck with syracuse good luck wow. michigan thank you good luck michigan <laughs> hey good luck oh wait no wait no dorian dorian enjoy watching <laughs> our teams <laughs> hey, hey you know I, I i just hope they win i'm Thank gonna take you. the high listen to this guy listen to this guy at least he he's hoping predict. if he goes easy on please. us we'll go easy hey, on him look no 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 please no, don't i mean it. that with all the sarcasm look, in the world look <laughs> just do me a favor i'm asking you one favor please don't predict it please don't predict it or i'm gonna kneecap lawrence he's in jacksonville bro He's in Jacksonville. Are you going to go Tony Hardy on his ass? That's three hours. Dude, three hours of my life. Three hours of my life. You couldn't even sniff Trevor Lawrence. That's how we're protecting him. We're not, we are not talking about what you would do to Trevor Lawrence. No, 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 no. Yeah. I have no reason to do anything to him. I mean, he's, he's, no, I'm talking about you sniffing his jockstrap. I'm not talking about me sniffing him. I'm talking about you. What are you talking You You sabotaged You sabotaged a, you sabotaged a $600 million season. For sunshine, dude. What? What? You know what? Well, I'm not going to get this company. So it's a, it's a, it's 1.4 billion in Dallas. It's, I'm figured Jacksonville's like 600 million. You make like 600 million. Well, it, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter. I guarantee you that oh, several matters. Will win a Super Bowl before Dak Prescott was. I will bet that we can bet. And that then right he'd now. need to. Be, and then he'd need. What to are win you putting four, on it? And then he'd need huh? to win four more to get in the sniff. What, what do you? He what do you want to put on that more. bet? I'll take you up on it. I just want to know what you're putting down on it. Okay, I mean, we can do wings. We can do food. I don't do money, so but we'll do we wings. Can, we, then you gotta quit all this betting shit. <laughs> you don't know how this works. Yeah, how you talk about odds all the time, and how you talk about betting people, and then you say, like oh, I, I said before, money. Trevor Lawrence will win a Super Bowl or more Super Bowls than Dak Prescott. <laughs> Not okay, well, okay, that's that, that that Yeah, it'll be it'll be when he gets traded to Green Bay. Oh, to no, 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 no. He he's saying that that Trevor Lawrence will have more Super Bowl rings than Dak Prescott, which is fine because right now Chad Henney has as many Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 wait a second though. If they both finish with zero, you win the bet because they have the exact same number. That's true. Take that bet now. Take it. Sign it up. Take it. 
<laughs> you can win it's two on- ways. You win if Dak wins. You win if nobody wins. That's what he did last week. Yeah, Dorian, you got to stop making bets. Stay, stay out of Vegas. Stay out of Vegas, Hey, hey, I said what I said, so it is what he, it is. He's going to go to the red table and bet on red and black. Hey, boy, so. you, pick, you, picked a, you picked the wrong sword to die on. Holy shit. <laughs> That's uh, fine. We're going to kick Dallas' ass, though. I guarantee that. Shit. I, I hope we play. I hope shit. we play. You, you guys are to, overrated as hell, bro. You're making me, you're making me want to go. The Cowboys are overrated. The only dude who's, well, the only dude who's that about to, that you guys got is Keanu Neal. Praise to him. Okay, okay. Dorian, you're not wrong, but <laughs> you're still wrong because they're still not going to be having as many wins as, as the Cowboys. So thank you, Adam. Can be overrated. Thank you, Adam. But doesn't we'll mean they're. But you're not off the hook either because Jared Goff's your fucking quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and fun, funny story we didn't cover really quick. I know everybody's tired. We all got to go to work. Uh, Michael Brockers was talking shit about how yes. Matt, Matt Safford was an upgrade over Jared Goff, and they got traded to the Lions. <laughs> I that. Imagine that text message. What's up, bro? How you doing? Find a place to live yet? Sorry, I called you a piece of shit. I read that. Oh shit! Mm. You know what? Things are going to be very interesting in Detroit this year. This so, lesson learned, NFL players: if even one of you listens to this ever, uh, don't start talking shit till the football kicks off because no, you could be on his team quickly. Yeah, absolutely. That's a quiet locker room. That's a quiet locker room. <laughs> and you know what? Jared Goff's not good enough oh, to, have to, to say, get him out of here. Yeah, like he, he's not good enough to do that. <laughs> get him, get him out of here. Like who the fuck are you? You're about out of here. Like, let, let me get a draft pick. We'll see. We'll talk about out of here. That, so, that was a that's a good one to end on. Good yeah. night, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sandlot Sports. Oh yeah. Let's good go, Cuse. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports Twenty Twenty.